Hello and thanks for joining us for this Mersey Waves episode. On Monday the 23rd of March, the UK went into full-scale lockdown. Ten weeks on and there is definitely the sense that there may be a small glimmer of light at the end of this very long COVID-19 tunnel. The easing of some lockdown restrictions and the news that non-essential shops can soon start to slowly open seems like a huge step forward from where we were a few weeks ago. But how will Liverpool re-emerge? Discussions are taking place in organisations across the city about how they can start operating again and what does business look like in this new normal. Today, I'm joined by three guests to talk about how they are facing these challenges in a world where social distancing dominates and potentially raises more questions than answers. We'll talk to Mayor of Liverpool, Joe Anderson, about how he is balancing his key leadership role in getting the city back on its feet with the fact he can't leave his own home. He'll be joined by Vice-Chancellor of the University of Liverpool, Professor Dame Janet Beer, who will discuss how the future of higher education will change as a result of coronavirus. And as people gear up to hit the high street once again, Chief Executive of Liverpool Bid Company, Bill Addy, will talk about his role in making sure this is safe for shoppers and businesses alike. Hello everyone. Um, welcome to the podcast with uh, Bill Addy and Dame Janet Beer and myself uh, talking about uh, the city, lockdown, our vision um, and what we're doing at the moment. As you can see, I'm in my sort of uh, office space uh, where I do uh, podcasts and Zoom casts and uh, Microsoft casts and all different types of casts uh, from this. So it's my little office. I'm one of the uh, thousands of people in the city, but across the country, millions of people who are shield shielded. Um, so I've been told I've got to uh, st stay isolated. So um, that's what I'm doing, taking that advice and those orders. But I'm still working extremely hard here in uh, in the house, in my, uh, as I say, temporary office. I'm still holding meetings and as Zoom conferences and all of those type of things every single day. In fact, we just, um, you know, on Friday finished a cabinet meeting that made huge amounts of decisions. Um, and even over the bank holiday weekend, um, I've been working extremely hard talking to uh, people about not only the COVID-19 and the responses to that, the things that we have to deal with, but also talking about our plans for the future and whether it's transport, the city centre, the movement strategy, keeping the clean air, making sure that we respond to the traffic decrease that we've seen, how we plan for the future for the city centre. It's great to be having that conversation with Bill, but I would also talk about the future uh, and the prosperity and the vision that we have for, for the city. And it's great that Janet's here because we're doing some excellent partnership work uh, with Liverpool University and John Moores as well, uh, and Hope, but in particular uh, with Liverpool University. So it's great to participate in the conversation with Janet and with Bill. Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful that technology allows, even you mentioned that you're shielded, so you're at home, but you can still continue that leadership role. What are the challenges that are facing the city as we look to the road, road to recovery? Well, it's big, big, I mean, look, it'd be really, uh, you know, I, I guess sometimes you have to try and balance uh, the message of uh, the, the financial challenge that we face, which is the biggest, you know. I mean, I have regular contact with the leaders from across the country with the LGA, 
Uh, it, and indeed with government, you know, uh, through my, my team and the executive directors, the financial director, the chief executive, we have conversations with government where we point out to them uh, the real serious challenges that we face. I mean, to date, uh, we'll have spent or lost £58 million on COVID, plus we've got a £30 million budget deficit from this year through to April 2021. That makes a total of £88 million. Wow. It's around about a million pound we're, we're losing a week. So that's the major challenge that faces me every single day about how we're going to manage uh, that, that budget. But I know, you know, there are not many uh, councils that are uh, not affected by that. But equally and as importantly as dealing with that is about planning for the future uh, and being really visionary and really bold. You know, we're, we're talking about economic recovery. We're talking about planning how we uh, come out the blocks, if you like, uh, post-COVID. So we've still got five miles of development from Bramley Moor right the way through uh, to the Garden Festival site, which includes King's Dock, Queen's Dock, the Marina. We're talking about work still being done again in partnership with the universities around the Littlewoods building and Ed's Lane. We're still talking to... Uh, many people and partners across the whole city. Uh, Pal Mal, some exciting news coming out shortly. We've just, uh, again, uh, talked about a real partnership between the private sector, Bruntwood, uh, the University of Liverpool and ourselves in, in the Scientech uh, arrangement. So really huge, exciting things happening within the city that I think puts us in a, a better place than most any other cities in the country. So we've got to take advantage of that. As I said, the Cabinet report on Friday talked about the cruise liner terminal as well and the hotel uh, next to that and driving on and moving forward. So the emphasis that we've sort of lost because of COVID, we've got to pick up again and we've got to drive on with that. And I'm looking forward to that challenge as an opportunity uh, more than a challenge. That's really encouraging because we're not a city that stands still, are we? We always move forward. We're always wanting to see redevelopment well, that, and regeneration. Absolutely. And I think, you know, how, we, how we've got through so far with COVID and, and the way we have done, uh, you know, I, 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 I liken it to, uh, to the spirit of, of Liverpool, the real, um, you know, determination to succeed. And, and, you know, I've had conversations with Janice over the last few weeks and I've had, uh, weekly conversations with Bill uh, over the last few weeks and it's about uh, that that joined up approach, that joined up thinking and that, that vision I think which, uh, which binds us together because I know that, that in, in particular businesses are really struggling especially the smaller businesses. I know Janice faces huge challenges in terms of as, as a university uh, but we've got to make sure we've really got to work together to make sure that we continue to pick up and support each other over the next few months and indeed beyond that. Bill, it probably makes sense to bring you in here. Your remit means you work on behalf of the retail heart of the city centre and it does seem like all eyes are on that area at the moment. There's a lot of chatter about the 1st of June and what's going to happen around that. Can you tell us any more? Uh, so yeah, the 1st of June is this day. The government said when they released the, the guidance uh, as a day when potentially non-essential retail, including salons, just to be specific, can start opening in a phased way. 
So we are still waiting for some of that guidance, and that's a bit concerning that we're 10 days away from that. But what we are doing, we're not sitting doing nothing. There is a, and has been for some time now, a group working about city centre recovery. And one, one of the things that, that Joe just said, that about how we are working together in a, in a way that, yes, we worked together previously, but I think we're working together in a more cohesive way now, which is exciting for the future of the city centre and the future of the city. I think it's going to be tremendous. So we're planning together with Liverpool One, with Royal Albert Dock, with the City Council, about how we open up the city in a way that is measured, because clearly we can't rush to open everything up because our public transport capacity isn't there at this moment in time because we know social distancing will have to be in place on our public transport. So we are actually getting the city centre ready. So that starts from the point of view of cleaning the city centre. So City Council, LSSL, with the machinery have been cleaning Church Street and Lord Street and Liverpool One have been out cleaning and cleaning and getting ready. Uh, you will see, and starting this week uh, and in readiness, there will be new signage opening across the city centre that's been worked together, uh, all parties together. Uh, in fact, the signage design led by Liverpool One, which is great to see that we will use that throughout the city. It's about being kind to each other, about being responsible, but also about staying safe. So it's about how do we have that phased reopening um, and balance that with, with the safety message throughout all of this. But you will start to see, we're already talking to our retailers. We undertook a survey just recently about how businesses will be opening up, which businesses are planning to open up. We know that with new ways of working, business won't open in the same way again. We, we've already heard that. We heard last week Marks and Spencer's talking about shopping will never be the same again. Well, I don't think it was. Well, shopping always changes, doesn't it? Because it changes with fashion. It changes with what people want. But people want to come out. People want to come into our city centre. Because for the city of Liverpool, the city centre is absolutely the heart of our visitor economy. And so we were working hard. There will be more announcements about how we can support business. The work that the city council have done needs, um, and I would say this as a private sector, needs recognising the fact that they've gone above and beyond to deliver the business grants that have meant survival for some businesses. And this isn't about a short-term fix. This is about a long-term, slow-measured recovery with all parties working together. But our city will thrive again. Our city will rebound from this. And this is, a, this is an economic uh, storm caused by a, a virus, caused, about, caused by the fact that we wanted all of this to protect people's health. And so our economy will bounce back. How we, how we bounce back is how we, how we open up slowly. If we open up too quickly, then we'll end up with a another wave of, of COVID-19 impacting on the city, and we can't afford that to happen. But that's what we're, we're, we're excitedly looking forward to opening up, but opening up in a measured way. And you will see there'll be lots of communications through all of our challenges, through all of our channels, how we open the city up. So yeah, that's what we're on with at the moment. It's a really important message, especially because you've got such massive brands in you. You, know, you mentioned Marks and Spencer, yeah. you've got Primark. Yeah. It's that slow and steady response that we want from members of the public that's right it? we want people to be able to come in to know it's safe to come into the city center to know that they will be protected when they come into the city center but to know that they're old familiar brands the places they want to come to you know the lushes the primarchs tk maxes but even the small opticians the silverbergs of this world and the blankstones that people can come back into those businesses 
and I should have mentioned loads of other businesses because I <laughs> represent over 1,500 in the, business, in the business sector. By the way, I'm not being paid specifically by those. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, let's bring you in. I imagine your working day is a full of trying to reimagine what university life will look like in the future. Um, Liverpool Uni already has a really excellent reputation when it comes to distance learning. So I presume that puts you with a really good grounding as we go into life after lockdown. Oh, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to go straight into a path for my, for my university. <laughs> yeah, we, we are um, experts in in distance learning, in wholly online programs at postgraduate level. Now, that doesn't mean to say that that was the way in which most of our undergraduates were taught, but it gave us an advantage in the sense that most of our colleagues are in the mindset. It hasn't been easy for everybody, um, but we, we do have that expertise. And I think we were able to move very quickly and probably um, with more efficacy than some other institutions who are further behind. I mean, we've been doing this for you know, for more than 10 years. And we've just relaunched our online partnership um, with um, Kaplan, who are also our partners at the Liverpool International College. And we've got a really exciting range of new postgraduate programmes coming out in the, in the new year. And I think they'll find a ready audience of people who are now thinking, you know, actually, what can I do from home? And we know that the experience that our online graduates have in their virtual classrooms is is really amazing they are our most dedicated alums they turn up to everything all over the world because we've got a lot of students for instance in sub-saharan africa um say qualified doctors who take the um, masters in public health because it gives them that amazing extra dimension for their work out in small rural communities and you know these people have their lives you know enhanced changed without leaving home, without disrupting their families, without disrupting their jobs. And one of the things we were thinking about even before this was bringing you know, more of an online offer across the range of our programmes and extending it um, and really publicising it in the UK and, and making it part of our continuing professional development offer. But just to go back to what Joe and, and Bill have been saying, you know, how is it possible to be so busy without leaving the house? You know, it's, it's just incredible. It's meeting after meeting, national meetings, local meetings, international meetings. And, you know, just I'm grateful to, to Joe and colleagues, but I would like to echo what he said. I think, you know, it has never been more evident how we work across this city, how we work across the city region. I get, um, and Joe may get this as well, I get a weekly um, questionnaire from the cabinet office about you know how things are going you know what's the shape of my organization what what are my biggest worries and one of the questions is how are you working in your local community and um one of the the interesting things because i've been pondering it every week and actually my response has said more actually or it feels to me to be more because it's never been more important to join things up and um you know I don't think we've been closer in, in very many ways. And that is because we are coming together on the issue of safety, well-being, you know, the future of our city, the health of our city. You know, some of my colleagues are, are doing, um, and you'll have seen them all over the news, the ones who are working in infectious disease, the ones who are working on the, you know, the 
the characteristics of the disease. Um, you know, we're doing genomic research around it. We've got an outbreak lab, you know, and I can tell you more about that if you're interested. But a cohort study, you know, that one was featured on Newsnight. That's tracking and collecting COVID-19 data from households across our city. And that will give, you know, really reliable evidence on the extent of COVID-19 and the pandemic, um, how, it, how it transmits, you know, and really a better understanding of the, the clinical characteristics of the, of the disease. So we can't ease lockdown without this uh, information and we can't develop future control strategies uh, without the work that these, you know, these scientists and statistici statisticians are doing. So, you know, this is all absolutely, you know, intrinsically a part of, back to Bill's point, making our city region safe and making it a, self and, a safe and welcoming environment for the many international students that, that come to the University of Liverpool. Because, you know, their concerns are, you know, their health, but also, you know, the atmosphere in our city. And, you know, we, we are famously welcoming, but, you know, you can understand that Chinese students in particular, and, you know, we have a, a partner campus in, in Suzhou mm. in China, Shanzhou Tong Liverpool University, you know, they, they look across with some nervousness. And the more we can do as a city to be warm, welcoming, and above all else to emphasise that, safety message uh, the better it will be i think for for all of us coming out the other side of this i think that's a really interesting point you know it is going to be a different sort of university life for students in the future i mean i believe that you're already trying to grasp that and you've got a really popular online cultural um offer for your students that's include improving really popular Oh, well, students and the local community. I mean, yeah. the, the majority of the, you know, the users are, I think, you know, the, um, uh, the people of the Liverpool City region and, you know, our Institute of Irish Studies has a particularly kind of um, good reach into um, a huge number of people across, across the Northwest. I mean, what we're saying to, to students is that in common with most other universities, what they will get in the autumn is a mix so lectures will you know mass lectures they can they can stay online but what do students come for they come for face-to-face -face teaching and we can do that with social distancing you know we're going to give more detail to students and to staff next week but you know what we've said already is that it will be a mix of face-to-face -face and online you know what we call in the trade blended and do you think you'll have to think differently about ways that you attract students yeah, I mean, I think home students, EU students, international students, they'll all be thinking very hard about what kind of experience they will be getting over, over the next year. But, you know, I'm also, I'm very worried about the class of 2020, you know, this year's graduating class. And one of the best options, perhaps, for them would be to take a postgraduate qualification at the moment, because this is not going to be a great jobs market to, to come out into Although, again, you know, we had a meeting of the, um, of the local enterprise partnership yesterday. And one of the things that I was keen to talk about, and so were representatives of small and medium enterprises in the Liverpool City region, is how we get, you know, that class of 2020 into um, helping those organisations 
um, to, to come out the other side of this whilst also giving them hugely valuable work experience. And one of my colleagues, the Vice Chancellor of the University of Brighton, Deborah Humphreys, is working with LEPs across the country to look at paid internship schemes and how we might develop those. So if you could give advice to anyone listening who is in that situation where they're, you know, they're pondering about what to do, um, if they're currently a student or if they're thinking of becoming a university local student, what would you say to them at the moment, Janet? Well, continuing students, yes, of course, you must come back. You know, don't interrupt your studies. This is a really important um, moment in your lives and, you know, we will support you. Um, our, our first priority is, is the safety and the well-being of our students and staff. So, you know, we'll be following guidance from Public Health England um, and also from Universities UK and, and we're lucky to have our own medical experts. But, you know, we're thinking about student accommodation, we're thinking about the way we run classes. We want them to be safe, but we also want them to have a fantastic experience. We don't want their, their lives to be, you know, fatally, inter well, not fatally, but, you know, interrupted by this. So continuing students, yes, we're expecting them back. New students, um, yes, the University of Liverpool will be open for business. Bill, I'll address that question to you as well to anyone who's thinking, should I, shouldn't I head into the city centre or retail areas? What, what would you say to them? I would say that um, consider that, yeah, please do come in, but come in in, in a way that when you follow the guidance and follow the guidelines that will be out. So the city centre will look slightly different. Not, I mean, the buildings are still the same. It will look very much clean, but it's, it's quite quiet. Um, I, I've just started coming back into the city centre after nine weeks away, and it, it's the same place. It's the same familiar place that we all love, but it, it's quieter, and it will have signage around that will very much emphasise that. It's about being responsible. But businesses will be opening up, so follow the news. Look at the City Council website. Look at our own Liverpool Bid Company website, the Visit Liverpool websites. Follow that and, and really just come, start to come back in and really come back in and enjoy the city centre because the city centre is ready and waiting. But we need to uh, re-emphasise that message. It will open slowly uh, so that we can ensure the safety of everybody coming in. But I mean, the city centre is ready and waiting. The visitor economy is very much at the heart of our, of our city region. We know the billions that come through the visitor economy. Uh, we know that the, in the initial phase of recovery, it will be very much about getting the domestic market. I, I meet on a regular basis, in fact, daily with the Liverpool Hospitality Association. And I've said, wouldn't it be great to start advertising staycations in Liverpool city centre? So I live, in, I live in the suburbs, but it would be great for me to get away from the house and come and stay in a night in a hotel in Liverpool. Perhaps you'll have to go for a takeaway that will be delivered to your door, but you can go for a walk in the town and, and start to come out and start to come and have a look at our city again because you know it's, it's there. The fabulous buildings are op will be opening up slowly and um, it will be ready for people to come in. But again, follow the advice. Look, look online to see what will be opening up. Listen to our radios. We're meeting with the, uh, I chair the Visitor Economy Network for the city centre and working with all the visitor economy areas. And we are talking to the radio stations, we're talking to the Echo about communicating the messages out and a consistent message across all areas that the city will be safe to come into when we're ready for you to come. And that will be over the next weeks, months as we start to open up. 
Joe, let's end with a final word from you. What would your message be for people who want to see this city back up and running again and some sort of normality resume? Yeah, just be patient. We are, you know, very, very clear that you know, people were talking about the V and that was, you know, recession and, and a boom back. That's clearly not going to happen. I think it's going to be more of a U. It's going to be more of a... Uh, of a different type of care uh, but you know as I uh, keep reminding people that you know we have more opportunities than we have challenges um, and we need to seize them we need to be bold we need to be imaginative and creative look at the opportunities that we have to redesign and reimagine our city we want it to look you know this has presented us with an opportunity but planning for the future and what we need and, and, and how uh, we are doing that. You know, look, I, I think from the city's point of view, and I, I'm not uh, in any way um, saying this other than it's a fact, is that I think we're blessed by people that want to work with us, uh, who have got real passion uh, for the area in which they operate in, but also for our city, you know, Janice, uh, the uh, uh, contribution already since he's been here and what the universities are doing is amazing Bill, uh, you know, you cut him in half he's got Liverpool running through him he wants to uh, see the success of the city centre we're not uh, in any way complacent here we know we've got a real opportunity and I think we're better placed than most as I said before but we've commissioned uh, some people to work with us that is about uh, planning uh, for economic growth. It is about uh, seizing the opportunities that lie ahead of us. And if we do that, and, and we do that in a, in, in a way that is um, consistent with what we've done before in the way we operated before, I mean, the council being entrepreneurial, the council providing leadership, the council providing that vision, in, in, a, in, a, in a sort of municipal um, entrepreneurial way, uh, then, then I'm confident that um, that trajectory on back on the up uh, will uh, be quicker than uh, many people imagined it could or would be. So, as I said, I'm, I'm confident. I think we need to fix a few things, but we also need to reimagine things. So not do things the same, not just fix things, but reimagine things, redo things differently, change how we've done things and operate uh, in the past. And I'm absolutely convinced that, um, you know, we've got a, a bright future in this city and one that I'd encourage not only uh, students to return because of the cultural offer, the, the sport and the history, uh, all of the things that we've got here, but I'd encourage businesses, as I know businesses are, looking at coming back to our city to invest here and to work in partnership with the, the existing private sector, but with us as a city, a council, because I'm sure we've got all together uh, a really bright future. I think that's the perfect optimistic note to end this podcast on. Thank you all so much for taking time. Thank I know you. you're incredibly busy shaping the future of what Liverpool will look like. So stay safe all. Thank you. That's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep up to date with the latest information, advice and guidance on coronavirus, you can visit www.liverpool.gov.uk forward slash coronavirus. 
or search COVID Liverpool on Twitter and Facebook. If you want to drop the Mersey Waves team a line, maybe you have some suggestions for future episodes, why not send us an email to hello at merseywaves.co.uk.